Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is The Material Podcast, episode number 331. My name is Florence Ion. I'm joined here by Andy Anako. Hi, Andy. Oh, Flo, it's so nice to have you back. I'm so sorry about what was going on last week. Oh, my God. I, uh, I, well, did, I, sh- finally... I did sugarcoat it a little bit. I told everybody about the internet problems. I did not tell everybody about the... Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I heard. Well, and I appreciate it because Andy's very good at, you know, just letting the person tell their story. And what happened was that Mona most likely brought something home from the park. We all came down with it, like a different manifestation. You know how, like, when a witch sneezes and their power comes out of them. I've been watching a lot of Sabrina, so <laughs> bear with me here. Let's just say Mona's sickness, it little parts of it manifested just differently in everybody. Just went, you know, <laughs> I got the fever and chills. My cousin got the nasty cough and sore throat. And Mona, well, she she learned another part of what happens with your tummy. I, I, I don't I don't wanna yeah. I, listen, yeah. I'm not gonna put a visual there, but um it, it was a rough week last week, and then we didn't have childcare for a couple of days because <laughs> <laughs> my cousin watches my kid and she was out. So it was wild. And of course, as everybody remembers, last week was the trifecta of tech events, which actually turned into a I didn't look up the terminology for this. The quad quadrennial directa. Yeah. Quadrennial. Okay, quadrennial. There we go. Quadrennial. Well, because uh, we, well, a, 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 a know that a, I know that a Roman war chariot drawn by four horses is called a quadriga. So, all right, we'll stick with that. Just because I don't want to Google it at this moment. Um, <laughs> also, the, also yeah, these so, events are like stinky, smelly horses, so that it mm, does fit. Well, we actually ended up having a silent little small smart home event from Google on Thursday of last week that I ended up covering for Gizmodo because I got that in before my fever hit. (laughs) (laughs) Lucky, lucky, lucky. You got to be working up until the very end. I got, I was like, had, oh my God, we had such a busy day. And then I got off work and my husband's like, let me check your temperature. How are you feeling? He's like, Oh, you've got a you've got a nearly hundred two degree temperature right now. You've got a fever, and I was like, "Oh, that's why I felt chills sitting at my desk all day." <laughs> so, that was last week, folks. Um, and then this week, we're just we're just trying to find our footing. We're just trying to find our footing. We're headed into not I wouldn't say like a necessarily quiet time because now we're headed into like the holidays. Starts yeah. with Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and with it comes its own maelstrom of tech events, its own announcements. Um, it means God is bringing us closer to CES, which is <laughs> happening next year, whether we're in person or not. So <laughs> the the hamster wheel just keeps spinning, and there's no shortage of hamsters to run that wheel. <laughs> and it don't smell like cedar chips inside that cage either. Am I, am I right? Um, I do want to just quickly point a couple of folks over to some reviews I did recently for anybody who might be interested, Andy, if you don't mind. Please. Um, I recently reviewed the Portal Go. It's the little Facebook smart speaker that you can like tote around the house. My daughter loves it because she has free access to call all of her grandparents on it, plus her godmother. Oh, interesting. 
I, I wrote about that in the article. I don't want to completely give it away, but it's it's been interesting like living with Facebook, but not. Cause I yeah, I don't I'm not on Facebook in the capacity that I am on like Twitter or Instagram even. So it's it's been an interesting experience. I, I'm sure that Facebook is gonna enjoy appreciate that because they're, uh, they're marketing a couple of days ago. They're saying that they're trying to reinvent themselves to be more of a youth oriented service. I mean, they're it's being associated with like your grandparents, your great aunts, social network. So the fact that they're suckering in one year olds, that's, that is a hot demographic. They, they go I through mean, clothes and shoes almost as fast as 14 year old girls. It's, oh, she's, yeah, she's addicted. Um, I also did a, I finally did the review for the indoor nest cam. That's the new one that replaces that old legacy one. The drop camera of your, it's now like comes in four pretty colors. By the way, it has a real wood base. Um, That was, I kind of messed that up a little bit because I just couldn't believe it in my mind that it was real wood for some reason. So it's real wood, folks. Uh, and they're only 100 bucks, which is actually cheaper than that original. Go read that. And then I also just want to let everybody know, <laughs> since I'm here, that I was on Clockwise this week, which is a si- – I'm going to call it a sister pod because I feel like we're all siblings. We're all sister <laughs> yep. siblings here on the Relay FM network. So sister pod, Clockwise, if anybody just wants to go check that out. Um, I talked a little bit more about my laptop issues. Yeah. I just want you all to know I have a Bluetooth dongle in my $2,700 laptop. <laughs> oh, God. That's a, that's so like those a, are my updates. Those are my updates. It's, it's, like, having, it's like having a Linux, uh, a Linux box. Where it's like, yes, I know that this thing has Bluetooth and Wi-Fi, but I need to spend eighteen dollars on these stupid cheap like quantity quantity USB dongles because at least they, those things have open drivers that these things can actually understand. Yeah, the it, the Bluetooth just disappeared from BIOS. Um, it's it's broken. It, there's been three motherboards we've tried now. Ugh. I'm compiling all this. We'll have a full story. It's going to be a real like dynasty kind of narrative situation here. I need to find myself an heiress with a vengeance. And I think that this will make this story just pop off the page. So yeah, or <laughs> I'm working on it <laughs> uh, again. It, it kind of sounds as though in, in, in classical terms, as though this laptop pricked its finger on a spinning needle or something. And therefore was left itself open to one big old whammy of a curse. It's that's it. That's, it's been it's yeah, it's, it's it's been a deal. It's been a yeah. I'm sighing a lot about it because I don't know what else to tell you. It's a thousands of dollars, but um there will be a resolution. Just wanted to give you all an update. Before we get into any other updates, though, I would like to take a moment. This is Halloween week. We're recording this the week of Halloween. Halloween falls on a weekend. Here in the United States, I don't know about the, for the rest of you around the world, because <laughs> you know, I'm making a bad calendar joke. But that got me thinking about your costume this weekend, Andy. <laughs> I just wanted to check in with you. I wanted to let you know that I'm cheering for you in this costume <laughs> because I'm so invested in the outcome, in the presentation, in the execution of this <laughs> costume situation. I'm so I, I, I leave for New York City tomorrow. I have mm-hmm. la- so last night I, I was up until 5 a.m. hemming pants. Uh, so that 
uh, that that's that's where I was. They it was uh, because it was I, I I bought these every single every single thing that I have bought for this is with only one or two exceptions a standard clothing item that I can reuse again, and I really like this right. kind of pants anyway. Uh, but I couldn't get my ta- my tailor usually has like a three or four day turnaround time. My tailor, I mean, like the the shop where I take pants to to be hemmed so that they look like they were done professionally. You could say tailor. It's you know, it's just it makes me look like oh, like I I'm wearing bespoke pants. I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't go for the pret a porter pants. If you know what I mean, it's a little bit too big for us. So the 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 other part of the project was the. Uh, now is probably the only like real costume piece of it. The character that I'm doing, like it has a very recognizable costume. I had the brainwave like two or three weeks ago that, oh my God, this would be a deep cut thing to have because it would be, it's, I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying, oh yes, well, that's clearly a homemade something, something costume. But I want, mm. I want people to like from a distance, like mistake me for oh huh, for a minute there i thought that person was in a something something costume and then that will hold until they get like within like 15 feet in which Wait times are oh my god that guy really did put together uh like a, a sort of like camouflage <laughs> camouflage into normal society costume here so that that one piece so it it, it arrived uh like as a as a resin cast piece and so great i got all the paints i I primed it the night before did a really good job like careful made a little spray booth for myself primed it perfectly several light coats and then there was masked off the thing that needed to be the same color that didn't need to be painted very very carefully with an exacto knife put it mounted it for getting ready for it's like big like the the glory coat the the one that everything's the, the color that's exactly right that everyone's going to see mounted it as I did for the primer coat on like a stick so that I could turn it around and get it from all angles so as soon as I I got like the first like little coat of the finished coat on it and of course it just like popped right off that stick like onto the drop cloth and so all hopes of having like a perfect like glossy oh. like machine finish but that's and it was it was okay for a couple of reasons cuz i was thinking that well a the costume doesn't come down to this this was just going to be a really nice bonus but right. also like after after it, this this was like a couple of days ago so i think it was yesterday i'm i i, I decided to like well okay well it is what it is i just like i had my rubber gloves on so i kind of like wiped off whatever like marks and smears or whatever were there continued putting on another coat just say well i mean like i'm in for a penny and for a pound even if i don't wear it i would like to finish this so that i can say that okay i at least had the opportunity to see if i could do right. it and then and so the next day i'm like well it's still maybe it was like some again some globs and some drips from where you know, the, the, the incident happened. It wasn't ruined. It was just like not the perfect finish I wanted. So I thought, well, maybe if I just take this razor blade and I'll just like scrape down like those, that, uh, the imperfections there. Mm -hmm. And then if I put another coat on it, I'll, I'll just, I'll be interested to see how that come. Maybe it'll come out nice enough that I don't think anybody will notice. And then, but as soon as I scraped it down, like, so I, so I took off the beautiful like top coat revealing a combination of like the white primer and like the sort of grayish resin oh, that was underneath there. And it looked like it had simply been damaged. 
which would have been very appropriate for this character. So I'm like, I, I, this is this is something that. Oh, I see your uh, silver is, lining. This, yeah. See, this is well, it's not even just silver lining. This is something that I I keep coming back to as far as like design goes. I want everything to, uh, whether it's this or whether I'm evaluating a piece of software or whether I'm watching a movie or I'm writing something, whatever, I want everything to look as though it was intentionally done and it looked as though it was done to a very, very high level. Like there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with you if you, if you're putting together a Halloween costume and hey, look, I'm Jordy LaForge and I, I, I couldn't find like the a really accurate version of the visor. So I just like made something out of cardboard. That, that's perfectly fine. Everything, all choices are valid. My choice is that especially for this where I, I'm blending in with the normals at the Metropolitan mm-hmm. Opera. I, wa- mm-hmm. I don't want to look, oh, look, he got something and he spray painted it and he did a really bad job of it. I realized that what I was holding in my hand looked like the intention was he started off making a perfect paint job and then he intentionally roughed it up to look like it had been damaged like in use or in battle and i thought i can work with that <laughs> so so and i so the the I, I had like another test fitting last night after after finishing my punts uh, oh by the way i should point something out um i my, my grandmother taught me how to hem pants I, I do so that I my take my technique is on point so to speak. My problem is that I only like do hems like a couple of times a year. Again, right. in these situations you're where right. I can't you're get rusty. them done. That's so, okay. Exactly. So it's it's weird. I just I I realized that this was not the first time that I had hemmed a pair of pants and I had hemmed three legs because. I hemmed the first leg. I saw you tweet that. And yeah, because, I was imagining you with three leg holes. No, exa- exactly. Pants. It's like, as I'm doing this, because uh, it took me like about half of the first hem uh, of the first the first leg to get my mojo back, to get my rhythm back of like, here's how long the stitches go. Here's the sti- here's how what should be on the outside visible. Here's what should be the inside. Here's what, again, here's the, the, the length of the quantity. Here's the line that you want to try to follow. And you can see me getting like starting off drunk and getting more and more sober as I make my way around the cuff. <laughs> and so by the time I get started on the second leg, I'm practiced. I got my I got my game my, my game back. And so I think I'm finished and it's 3 a.m. I think, oh, but man, that first leg looks like crap. So I had to do so I had to rehem that one with again mojo reinstated to to get that going but uh, what I'm getting at is that I put it all together a couple a few days ago I was kind of on the fence about whether I should do this or not because I'm like uh, like I was saying before about that little prop that little thing I want this to look intentional I don't want this to look like hey look he just thought it'd be wacky just to pull a few things out of his clo- out of his closet and just be all random and all extra and I had to I had to make a couple of adjustments that were I thought absolutely what needed to be done. By the time I saw the finished product, I had to order one brand new thing. Fortunately, it was like available like shipping next day. It was just one thing that really needed to solve a, an important problem. And I was I I will say as silly as it sounds, I want you to picture me like at five thirty five o'clock in the morning, like this morning. Like in my in front of my full length length mirror, like finally all dressed with the pants and everything and thinking, 
damn, this is actually just a cool outfit. Like if this, I, I should, if I don't, if I don't wear that special little prop and if I don't wear like the thing, the, the gloves that I put on that, that I put together for this, this is actually kind of a nice, like little sophisticated sure, little mission accomplished. Cause that's what you want. You wanted to buy clothes and not have them be one-offs. Yeah. And it, it actually made me th- make sure that, okay, now make sure that that means that you're not going to be like, yes, that means that, that the hat you can now, it would be even more professional looking if you took off, if you didn't wear the hat, but you have to wear the hat to make it the costume. And now mm. that little thingy that I painted is all the more important because it emphatically says that, no, he didn't just randomly get get dressed up he is real i want people to come up close and think no i'm not just imagining it he really did dress up as this as this costume as this character so i will i promise you after teasing you for a few weeks i will post it once it's done uh, i posted a couple I of say. hints on instagram uh I, when i test fit the gloves last week uh the unpainted version of that special prop uh but i'll the, the only disappointment and i know we should get to commercial i'm sorry uh but the the only disappointment is that it really is going the, the same like the the same rain that's been affecting all parts of the United States seemingly at Somehow, once. Somehow, yeah. <laughs> so it's going to be kind of nice in New York City tomorrow for my arrival. I'm going to be going to the opera on Friday, and it's going to be drizzling at least all day long. And on Saturday, when I'm going home, it's supposed to be like full on rain. And it was I was just so looking forward to like the walk. Like for walking like you know ten or twenty blocks from the subway uh, to the Met, and maybe as I as I normally do, just like hang around outside before it's time to like pick up my tickets mm-hmm. and, and and go in. But it's like, oh man, I'm gonna I'm probably I don't want to now. It's gonna be like I don't want to go into the city. I'm staying with a friend of mine in Queens. I don't want to go into the city until we're just I, I'll get there like just around the time I would want to arrive because it's going to be drizzly. It's going to be horrible. And I'm going to be, I don't want to be all wet and rainy. The The next day I was, I originally planned not to uh, take the train home until like late in the night. So I could sort of enjoy like Halloween weekend in the village again, also dressed as this dapper version of this character. Not, not, not for, not for compliments, not for photos, but just to be part of the weirdness. And instead, like I wound up changing my reservation to come home like early Mm. because it's going to be really, really crummy and I'm not going to enjoy walking around even in normal clothes in that weather. So, but uh, I'm I'm glad that I saw this through. If, If I had backed out, I would have had a lot of explaining to do to a lot of people. And I'm glad that I don't have to do that. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry to put you on blast here. I I will. (sighs) I Yes. I'm sorry to put you on blast here, but we're all very excited. I'm excited to see what the costume is. Um, I also have a costume. We have a family costume, which we we will share that next week. So we'll (laughs) keep everybody in anticipation for what, for what is in store for us this holiday weekend. And I, and I sincerely hope the rain doesn't, doesn't stamp out your weekend (laughs) just because I just got through that weekend myself. It should should be okay. Actually, I got some, I got some good news that the earliest that my uh, pre-ordered pixel six pro it at one point it looked like it was possible it would be arriving like while i was gone and so which would have been lovely in a sense but now it's not arriving until it's it's actually on the truck it's actually shipped so it's arriving on monday i'm glad i'll be home for it because i was while i was preparing tonight show as a matter of fact i was on reddit 
like looking for people's stories about like pre-orders. Mm-hmm. How long did it take them? To, uh, did the ship date keep slipping, slipping, slipping for them? And got the got the first person story, which I'd heard before for other other like hot products were okay and i just i, I was handed uh, handed the the package directly from the fedex guy i opened it right in front of him and it was an empty box so somebody at the fedex depot like must have like broken into it and stolen it oh, really? so now i'm like <laughs> i'm definitely going to be having video running when i open this box hopefully like when i take receipt of this box and if i, I know that if it had been delivered just like 18 hours before i come home I would have been like thinking about that the whole time that yeah. if, if, if it had already been stolen, then so, oh, uh, so did you have control of it the whole time? Well, no, it was like on the, it was inside, like outside my door for a good like 12 hours. Oh, so you don't know if it was maybe one of your neighbors who came in with the heat sealing gun and carefully opened it up on a seam and then extracted the phone, repacked it and then resealed it. So no, technically, okay, so we're not going to validate your claim. We're not going to nice try mr scamaroni like oh mm. god that, that mm. that's all i need to spend a thousand dollars on a phone and now i have to fight for three weeks to like acknowledge that no one of you bastards working for working for your company stole the <laughs> oh my thing. god andy it hasn't even happened yet come on now come I on know. it'll be fine. um it, it's just so- the, it's the weekend of ghouls and hobgoblins anything can happen Ooh. yeah let's, let's hope the worst is just maybe some egg on a door i just Let's just have that be the worst of the weekend. Um, Speaking of the opposite of the worst, the Pixel 6 reviews are in, and I'm wondering, oh, God, why is we should all apparently just be buying this phone like right now? (laughs) Because apparently it's the best. Um, Android 12 can also be your daily driver now if you're interested. But do you really want to deal with it right now? Do you, do you really want to deal with something new? <laughs> this is a question I ask myself every day. We're also going to talk about Android's attempt at a tablet comeback or at least what I'm interpreting it as one. And we'll discuss Sony. Yes, Sony is still doing things. And we have opinions. Sony has some ideas. They're very Sony interesting has some ideas. ideas. Very expensive, I might say. Very expensive. Yes. We're going to get into that at the end of the show. So just stay tuned. We're going to take a little break. This episode is brought to you by Pingdom from Solar Winds. Today's internet users expect a fast web experience. No matter how targeted your marketing content or how sleek your website is, they'll bounce if a page is loading too slow. But with real user monitoring from Pingdom, you can discover how website performance affects your visitors' experience so you can take action before your business is impacted. And all for as low as $10 a month. Whether your visitors are dispersed around the world or across browsers, devices, and platforms, Pingdom helps you identify bottlenecks, troubleshoot performance, and make informed optimizations. Real user monitoring is an event-based solution, so it's built for scalability. This means you can monitor millions of page views, not just sample data, at an affordable price. Get live site performance visibility today with real user monitoring from Pingdom. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. Then, when you're ready to buy, use the code MATERIAL at checkout to get an awesome 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of this show and all of RelayFM. Well, the Pixel 6 reviews are in, and surprise, surprise, 
They're all very positive. This phone is loved by many, a man. Also loved by some women, but I will say (laughs) there are a lot of men out there that reviewed it. And so if you go to the really wonderful master thread that exists on Reddit, where you can go see a nice amalgamation of Pixel 6 and 6 Pro reviews from across the web, you'll notice that a lot of the bylines are men. As it happens, <sighs> luck of the draw. Yes. Just, as you, just something as you, as I wanted you know, to they, point out. For, for each one of these really, really hot, uh, uh, high-end, high-demand uh, new tech products, Every publication, they just do a random draw from the 50-50 mix of men and women they've got reviewing tech <laughs> right. products. And it just, ha- just so happened that it was nearly all men this time. You know, it's it's, it's got to happen sometimes. If anything, it shows you how fair the system is, that they wouldn't, they wouldn't manufacture a system that looks so imbalanced mm-hmm. if it were actually mm-hmm. imbalanced. Mm-hmm. I will say that I'm a little bummed that I turn off my YouTube history because I stumbled upon a Aussie YouTuber. Um, she seems very young, but she did such a great camera comparison of the Pixel 6 and a few other smartphones. Just the way that she spliced in her samples. She even did like audio samples from the video that the phone took. And I was <laughs> I was really impressed by it. I even got some ideas. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't even think about doing that in my own reviews. So I just want to shout out. I don't remember her name, but I saw her come up on Reddit. I can't remember if it was the Pixel Reddit or the android subreddit or which one it was so i'm just putting it out in the ether but we are going to go through some of the men's reviews (laughs) of the pixel 6 and listen it's positive across the board which i think we were all expecting but i don't know (laughs) i i just there's something about this pixel launch it has a different feel than the last five because that's how many there were before this. It's as if the Pixel never existed before this. And I'm just kind of scratching my head because I was using a Pixel. Where was everybody else? (laughs) It's, It's all to say, like, Google definitely improved a lot of the pain points for previous Pixel users. And that includes just adding a design to the device that was something besides just, you know, a slap of a phone. Like they really went in and tried to do a design paradigm. Material U is supposed to complete that package. Um, but it's not in, you know, for all the things that the hardware does really well, I think it still looks, it still seems as if the pixel is still going to be looking for its footing. It hasn't quite found its, its place yet, but at least people are open and willing, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's like the first it's the first one that it seems as though collectively everyone said oh we actually have to review this seriously now because this isn't like a solely sensor with a very very strange underpowered strange under battery phone in it it's not a very very boring like aliexpress generic looking android phone with middling specs it's like pixel 5 kind of did have that yeah yeah. And even, I mean, the, the Pixel 4a was reviewed extremely well, but it was still on the basis of, wow, this cost 350 Really? So everyone's just excited to be able to, wow, I I, I actually am going to be required to take my, to, to show off my beautiful, like, new dog that I got three months ago by taking him to the park and taking pictures with the camera because it is that good of a camera that it requires that kind of a test. Yay! Uh, it's funny you say that because my cousin got the new, she upgraded to the new iPhone 13. I forget. I think she might have the pro and she's just been 
loving the camera on that thing. <laughs> She's just like, look at look at these effects, and I'm, you know, it's 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 interesting to me because I come from the Android side of things, so <laughs> it's like I don't really know what to gauge it against. Um, but I will say. The, the iPhone 13, I think, has competition from this Pixel 6. So positive reviews across the board. A CNN wrote, this is the best Android phone you can buy right now. So it's like really, really high praise. Um, my colleague, Sam Rutherford at Gizmodo, he called the $600 Pixel 6 a steal. And his headline was, why buy anything else? Which I thought was interesting because I have been thinking about that and sort of sitting with that for the last couple of days, I'm still using the OnePlus 9. <laughs> it's per still per perfectly fine phone, yep. doing everything on it. I do so much on it. I, I multitask so much. I I watch Sabrina in picture in picture and I check in <laughs> on my Animal Crossing in the background and I do all this with like 12 as a RAM. You know, I have like a really, I've had a really good experience with this phone and so I don't feel the need to immediately go out update upgrade except for the looks of the Pixel 6 because that aesthetic is something very different that it introduces. Um, 9 to 5 Google, also very positive. Ben Shun wrote that the Pixel 6 Pro, so this was about the Pixel 6 Pro, is Google's first true flagship with top-tier specs and the company's own chipset under the hood. And it's exactly what Google needed to put out at this moment in time. That was kind of, I would say across the board, the that was the thesis of this particular yeah. smartphone, especially the Pro, because the Pro was like, here's the professional level. This is, you're going to get all the goods for that extra, I think it's $300. Yes. Yes. 600 uh, yes. and then 999. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. And so feeling like you're getting a deal in the pro, that's very important, especially for that price jump. Um, but he, I will say that nine to five Google review, it also kind of echoed a criticism or an observation, which is that the six pro really is just a really big phone. <laughs> but I kind of feel like my cousin, by the way, Again, we don't get a lot of iPhones around these parts, so I'm always like curious. That's 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 the that's the for, that's the form of comment that usually is immediately followed up by spitting tobacco into a spittoon. <laughs> uh, well, you know, if this were not a tech podcast, in a charming no. way, yeah, in a in a charming way. But she was commenting on her phone and how big it was, and I when she said that, I was thinking to myself, I'm so used to big phones in the Android realm. We've had to learn to adopt them a long time ago. So I don't know that – I think it is an observation that should be made, which is that if you go the pro level, you're getting a much bigger phone. Yeah. But think about also you're getting that bigger screen. You're getting that higher refresh rate. Uh, unfortunately, though, it seems like the pixels still have the same – I wouldn't say issue – but the same uh, – how would you call this? Uh, mm, adjustment as the last couple of pixels, which is that the brightness level isn't quite high as what you'd get on like a Samsung device. And yeah. those those displays get so bright, they kind of hurt your eyes in the dark. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm used to I'm used to flashlight phones where no no I'm not using the LED illuminator. I'm just I just woke up the screen and that's enough to get me from from here to the fuse box or here to the bathroom. 
That's, by the way, one of the best apps on the Samsung watches is the flashlight app because <laughs> it's their little, you know, round display there. So yeah. it's a perfect flashlight for going up and down I, the stairs, I will say. I, I got to say the size was has been on my mind because I have never owned like a big, big phone. It's always been like the smaller of whatever two sizes that are available in this product line. And so, but I did buy, I did have the, I did have the, the, the good sense to pre-order uh, like a phone case before like the, the event. And I, I bought a moment case. So that, that's been kicking around the office oh. for the past week. And, uh, and I'm actually, it's not, it doesn't feel as big. It doesn't feel like an iPad. It doesn't feel like a tablet. It does feel bigger in my pocket than anything that I, than, than my 4A for sure, but it doesn't feel unmanageable. And I know that I'm getting a lot in, in return for that. Um, but yeah, also <laughs> the, 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 one of the other things that like, in terms of like hold fit and function people were saying oh it'd be kind of nice if they'd had like the satin back to it because we got some curved glass on the front and it's also like just shiny on the back so it's like easy to get fingerprints but also easy to drop and that's when i said okay we're buying a crease <laughs> because i've i've never handled the phone this big on day to day before also also should i say i'm sorry to interrupt but that i uh Google got me. This is the this is the first phone I've ever bought where I actually bought the like two year extended the enhanced oh. warranty because I'm like if I, I I didn't buy I didn't pay for it all at once. I'm on like the ten bucks a month thing because mm-hmm. at least for the first few months, if I drop this damn thing, which I which I could do because I'm not used. It, it's like the first time you're driving a new. If you've been driving like a sedan and you have an SUV for the first time. And yeah. you're backing into the same parking space you've been backing into the past eight years. You just didn't have quite as much bumper as you used to. I could definitely see myself doing something I regret with this. So that's when. So it means that all I do is say, hi, I done goofed up. I need a new phone. And you send me a new phone. And as long as I don't do that way too often, you'll actually send me a new one. Okay. Well, it's for science, too. I mean, because if exactly. that happens to you, that's a story. But also, I will caution you, the problem I have with OnePlus 9 also has a slippery back. Just putting it on a towel, if the towel is yeah. slightly um, uh, yeah, slightly sloped, it will slope off of that and down onto the ground. <laughs> Just without you even <laughs> Thank goodness for that Invicta glass that it's got on there. We'll be inadvertently testing that at least eight times a day. There's only so much strength to a glass that you can do. Before. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, come on, folks, it's still glass. At some point, it says, <laughs> "You know what? If you, I, I am not in a loving, caring, supportive relationship. I'm out." <laughs> yes, I've been taking care of you with alerts, with emails, with pictures of your dog, pictures of your cousins, but you can't even keep me from falling off the the, the armrest of a sofa. I said good. Perhaps perhaps we're not each equally invested in this relationship as I'd hope we were. I'm taking the music collection with me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so Marquez Brownlee actually published his 21-minute video review today, which it's it's a whopper of a video. It's, it's um, really good. It's it's typ- typical for I, – I like his reviews because he's not, oh, well, I've got the brand new, what's it, and I've got no, the pre No, Marquez it's, does – listen, Marquez does great work, okay? His demographic is obviously not me, but <laughs> he does great work. It's substantive, and at I'm, least. Well, I'm speaking candidly here because the, the whole – there's a reason that the cute YouTuber from Australia was a little more like my right. level. And 
but anyway, that's it's not a criticism of anybody. It's just pointing out what YouTube is at the end of the day. Um, anyway, so he actually said the 6 and 6 Pro are almost incredible. And he referred to the 6 Pro as a real deal in terms of flagship phones, which is, again, very high praise for the Google phones because they were not seen in this. I don't know what it was. Like, what was it? What do I need to deconstruct here to understand why this wasn't hitting people the last five years? Why is it having an impact now? Is it the leaking? Is it the hype? The hype machine? Like, did we finally fall prey to that? Or is it just that Google had enough data from us the last five years with their Pixel devices to finally say, like, this is what we need to do to put out a seller flagship? And I'm really leaning toward that last one being the answer because that's how Google does things. Everything is data driven. That's the whole point of the company. Yeah. But I don't, by the way, none of that is, that's all my own, out of my own brain. <laughs> just, to, just to clarify here, this is opinion and not fact. <laughs> so um, now it was kind of interesting is there was a lot of uh, sampling of this voice to text feature. Um, a lot of sampling of the translation feature. Um, let's see, Marquez said that he found himself using the on-screen keyboard less and less for text input the more time that he spent with the phone. I will say I am always dictating. <laughs> it's one of the great things about the Google, key, the Gboard app. You just press the little microphone and, and then you can yell to the person in real time and have it translated. But at least um, I, yeah. I get the impression that you don't you don't have to you don't have to speak to this phone the same way that like my mom used to speak with me when she was really about to lose it with me because she has had enough of my crap saying what I want you to do is get upstairs change out of those dirty clothes change into some Good clothes, comb your hair, and be back down here by 15 minutes from now because we are going to your grandmother's anniversary party. That's actually how sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good, though, because it actually shields how loudly you're yelling. So thanks for that, everyone. Um, Wired actually went a little deeper in their praise for the voice to text. Julian Chicago actually dictated much of his review using that voice to text feature. He wrote, it might sound like an ordinary voice detection feature, but it's incredibly fast on the pixel. My note, probably something to do with that tensor chip. It's also surprisingly accurate and it can adapt to your speech as you use it. For example, it didn't understand when I spoke out my Korean friend's last name, but after typing it out twice, the phone now spells the name correctly every time. I'm suddenly voice typing everywhere, emails, slacks, text messages. It's just so much faster than typing. I'm curious about that, how that's going to land with the average consumer, because I feel like we're testing that as journalists and reviewers of this because that's something that Google highlighted in its messaging. But is that going to resonate with the user on the street? It's, you know what? I think it, I think it could. <laughs> I, I think it could because there's uh, one of the problems with uh, reviewing this phone. And I've, I've read so many reviews of this at this point that I can spot like the 
the bozos from the people who actually know how to review a phone. Bless. And so it's like, you know, the, the, the bozos are like, well, I, I ran the standard uh, JavaScript benchmark on both the iPhone, iPhone 13 and the, uh, and the Pixel 6. And the Pixel 6 is sadly lacking, despite the fact that... And other people are like, well, we actually ran appropriate benchmarks affecting the GPU performance. But also, it's more like... It, it, acknowledging that the tensor is such a different CPU and homogeneous computing in general is such a evolving sort of thing that this is mm. just like a footnote in the overall tickle. Most of them are like, well, how, how does this new uh, tensor chip express itself in the terms of how the, well, the, the phone actually performs in hand. And a lot of them really are like, I can't, I, it's so frequent to hear that in the review that I'm actually using like speech to text because all I have to do is talk and it will actually work. I don't have to, I don't have to get into the mom voice. I don't have to do anything else. It keeps, it, 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 it corrects things for me automatically. That's the sort of thing that a lot of people like ordinary civilians will really cotton to. When you tell them that speech to text works about as way, way better than, than you want it to. And almost as good as you could possibly hope that it will work. That gets their attention right away. And especially in Android space where there isn't a lot, the difference between iPhone and Android, no, no review should say that, wow, I bought the, I took a look at the new, new iPhone and it got me to switch from my Android phone after 10 years or vice versa. Nothing's probably going to get you Mm -hmm. to switch from one platform Mm -hmm. to the other, unless Mm -hmm. you, you know, you'd have to be like, have a, have a dog, (laughs) have a dog, like bite you and find out that it was actually sicked upon you by Tim Cook or by Sundar Pichai to find out that, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm not giving him the satisfaction of buying their next phone. Uh, but yeah. when you when you walk into this phone store with, like, I got $800 to spend on a new phone, it could, sure, it could be a Samsung, sure, it could be a Plus One, sure, it could be a Pixel. But once you start playing with it and you see something that works that well, that's that obvious, it's kind of up there with the camera. It kind of gets you intrigued enough with it that... If you could have gone with any of the three, why not go with the one that really does cool speech to text? Even if you, even if it all did for you was get you to buy the Pixel instead of the Samsung. Hmm. Um. Yeah, we do have to button this up, but let's talk very quickly battery. So the battery is a lot better than it was in the previous Pixels, according to reviewers. It lasts all day. They think that it ranks close to that of the iPhone 13 Pro Max. Um, and then the 6 Pro is falling slightly behind the 6, probably because of that higher refresh rate and that slightly larger display. There's just more to power up there. Um, and then some reviewers did describe the battery performance as just average. So take that how you will. It is a bigger battery pack. So at least it has that going for it. Um, some reviewers also called out the pixel for not charging as quickly. And if that's something that's important to you, I definitely have been enjoying the fast and it's proprietary for OnePlus, but I've been really enjoying their quick charge. And so I, I use their wireless chargers and I do like that. I can get up 20% in like five minutes. It's, um, (laughs) kind of awesome. Okay. We're just going to put it there. And I think lastly, there's, listen, there's more to get into in the pixel. I'm hoping to get my own pixel six, either in the coming weeks or months, uh, a review unit so that I can finally get some hands on time. I feel like then Andy, you and I should have maybe a closer look at some of the photography abilities. Yeah. 
because as much as I like to go through other people's photos, <laughs> as much as I yeah. love your family vacation slideshow, I would really just prefer to have my own inference about these things and my own experience. And Andy, I also really trust your judgment. Not that I don't trust these other folks, but listen, guys, we need to keep some content here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to give it all away. Um, but, but the camera is getting very high marks and a lot of reviewers are saying that it's staying in line with what you expect from the pixel. And, but that some folks did feel like the images were looking a little bit overcooked. And I will say that this is something I started noticing around the pixel four time with that sensor, just something to yeah. keep in mind. But of course I, you, I, you're going to put I, everything through an algorithm. I am keen to see how well that works. They, they, they've been so used to having to overcompensate for like a three, four year old camera sensor that maybe they, hey, dudes, dudesses we have and 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 other determinations we actually now have like a modern sensor and really good telephoto lenses we don't have to over sharpen we don't have to over process it but yeah. at least at the very least there was another reviewer who posted like the raw image i think i think it was actually marquez that posted the raw image next to uh, like the JPEG that was put onto the phone and the whatever problems he had with the JPEG weren't present in the raw obviously so if that if you really don't if you really care about it that much you can still like reprocess the raw however you'd like which 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 made me feel relieved because that's one of the reasons why I've never really caught into Samsung because I've always thought that it's there's as yeah. I, as, I, as I keep yeah. having to admit to myself it's like a burger it's like a burger that's loaded with like fat and salt and like it's not it's as opposed to like why don't we just get the best cut of beef and grind it and cook it or the, the, because the thing is it's okay because people like salt and they like <laughs> they like mm -hmm. carbohydrates and 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 fats in this and mm -hmm. the thing and if samsung is making the making things too bright if they're making the colors pop too much if they're over sharpening it it's because the people who just want to take a picture of their dog in the in the play park by by pulling out a phone and pressing one button and then sending it to Instagram uh, and they're all their friends without doing any processing whatsoever. They like that. That's why they, that's why Samsung does that. So that's, that, that's why the presence of raw files uh, alongside uh, the, the JPEG has really changed a lot of ways that I evaluate things. Cause Hey, if you, if you really want it to be, if you want it exactly the way that you want it, here's the raw, here's Lightroom mobile on the device. Here's, here's Snapseed, a really great free raw editor. Go nuts, mm -hmm. do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, Andy, that's a perfect way to just say that all reviews are subjective exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. So by the way, Andy did fetch the fetch the uh, YouTuber that I was talking about earlier. Her name is Julia Trotty. And she is very cute. And we're going to put her link in the show notes for you. So you can check her out later. Uh, now, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk a little bit about the OS under the hood of the new Pixel phones. So BRB. This episode of Material is brought to you by Tech Talk, a podcast from the folks at Hewlett Packard Enterprise. 
Well, it's always pretty fun to find a brand new show to listen to. You have your old favorites. I hope the material is one of them. But you know, you, you always got to have that section of your podcast listening devoted to stuff that you have not listened to before. And Tuck Talk is the show that talks through HPE news, tech insights, and world class innovations uh last week i last week uh i was listening to uh the episode in which they had uh someone who uh, was uh, helping people who work at walt disney uh who make movies find out what kind of technology is available to help them do their jobs better this time i listened to a different episode it's kind of a it was a recent one uh how does cybersecurity help you take risks uh, they had on Bobby Ford, the chief security chief security offer, officer at HPE, and he came across with a really good perspective that I really really liked. Being head of security is usually the person who's in charge of saying no. That's at least the perspective. But his attitude was that I'm here to simply like put the put the orange cones that tell you go wherever you want, explore, do whatever you want, try out new things. Don't feel constrained by limitations, but this is this is the edge of the cliff that you're going to put yourself and other people in danger if you stray past here. It's, and he has some personal stories about uh, his time in the military that were very, very relevant to that that made this a, a, a pretty good listen to. Um, it's a who would enjoy this podcast again? People who are kind of interested in the nuts and bolts of 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 computers are they're, they're they're the grease of the gears of enterprise whether that enterprise is creative whether it's finance whether it's uh whether it's a uh, construction uh, and the people who apply that grease the people who actually keep those gears turning uh, are really have some interesting stories to tell because they're kind of involved you know they're not just sort of dabbling here and there they're they're keeping things running and so they have perspective about being that glue that keeps everything all together and if you want to listen to that uh, to the show too, as well as me, you can expect episodes like "Why the Future of Data is Cloud Native and Hybrid," how to tackle issues when it comes to high-performance computing, and there's also an episode in which AP, HB's host Robert Christensen is the hot in the hot seat as a guest, joining Amaze Media Labs co-founder Robert Tuckman on Entrepreneur Magazine's "How Success Happens" podcast. Little bit, little bit of uh, double magic going on there. And the show takes you straight to the source, interviewing some seriously impressive tech leaders like Dr. Michael Roberts from the ISS U.S. National Lab, uh, Eric Erica Varis Doggett, research scientist at Studio Lab, uh, Emily, Emily Christensen, who's a master's candidate, master's candidate in applied data science at USC, uh, and others. Go and listen to brand new episodes of HPE's Tech Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Search for Tech Talk right now or just click the link that we're going to give you in the show notes. Our thanks to HPE Tech Talk for their support of this show and Relay FM. I'm so sorry we have brickwork happening in the building and there's just no way outside it, but I hope that you still enjoy this podcast that we're recommending all the same. Android 12. It's here somehow and some phones for some people. It's not on the OnePlus that I'm using, although I did, and I wanted to just quickly mention, I did download the Lawn Chair Beta, which apparently adds Material Youth theming abilities to <laughs> any launcher on any phone. So I kind of hid that away. I haven't been playing with it because I have such a precise like layout of icons and widgets. But I think this weekend I'm going to try and play around with it a little bit and really get a feel and see if I can get some of that material you theming without 
upgrading quite yet. Um, Andy, how have you been enjoying Android 12? Because I, I know that you're living with it as a daily driver. I'm not quite there yet, even though I have it, you know, just for testing purposes. Yeah. Well, because uh, because I have the Pixel 4a, I was able to get it like right. only one week after the developers got it. Uh, I'm still bitter to having to wait a week. Um, I like it a lot. Um, I, I even like it a lot more than I did when I first installed it hmm. because you always have to get over that hump of this is not the this does not look exactly like the phone that I've been using for the past year and three months, and I don't like change. It takes a while to really integrate that. I I do think Material U looks great. Little touches like. Uh, when you have apps that have that material like floating button, like here's the button you press in order to create a new tweet or create whatever, it's no longer a circle. It's like a, it, I think it's actually not a squircle. I think it is a rounded off rectangle, but it's a little bit more descriptive, a little bit more lively. I did for the first time on this phone, I, I guess maybe call it COVID <laughs> lockdown, the, 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 the malaise that we were all in, like when I bought this one, never bothered putting in a custom wallpaper, never bothered putting in a custom lock screen. And I did have to try it out. So I went through that, 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 that Google photos gallery of like two or 3000 like paintings and pictures <laughs> that I've downloaded. And I'll be darned. It really does look nice. It really does enhance like what you're doing back there. I, I do think it's a really nice move forward. Every time I get a phone, uh, get an app that has been uh, updated specifically to take advantage of it, as opposed to just inheriting whatever you get for free by virtue of the fact of breathing Android Air as an app, I've really, really liked the the new updates. The only I'll I'll say the only thing that I didn't haven't liked about it is that I really don't like what they've done to quick settings. You know when you when you when you pull down from the top and you yeah, get like I totally agree. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I mean these they used to be these t- quick settings. They the the two words they're perfectly descriptive for what they're supposed to do when they were first introduced. It's like oh mm. right I want uh, it's uh, I don't want it to use Wi Fi. I want it to use my my mobile broadband for privacy reasons. Flick down, tap on the Wi Fi icon in the quick settings. Boom, Wi Fi is turned off. And also, like, they're little circles when they're uh, in Android 11, Android 10. So you can get, like, lots of them, and they're very simple and efficient. Now they really are, like, big lozenges, and you can only get, like, four of these marshmallows on the pull-down at the same time. So Mm -hmm. I don't like that. And also, they've – I really am joining a chorus of people who don't like the fact that they've uh, put uh, your – uh, mobile broadband, Wi-Fi, and I think Bluetooth all together inside like one like internet button in quick settings. Because sometimes you do just want to turn off Wi-Fi because you you don't want it to auto connect to anything or you you want to save some power or whatever. And now you have to pull you have to tap on a drop down, find the uh, Wi-Fi. I I they're I'm frustrated just listening to this. Yeah, like I mean, I'm getting, it's, I'm getting I mean, it's, it's not it's not hell on earth. I can I can live with it's I have I have enough energy even at the end of a Wednesday to tap twice to turn off uh, Wi-Fi, and I do Maybe like you the do. Fact, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just wish that they put, they doubled it up. They simply said, "Here's the, here's a quick button. Here's a quick settings button for Wi-Fi. Here's a quick setting button for mobile broadband. By the way, for the stuff that where you want to relate to that as your internet connection, here's a third button. Which, of course, because all this is editable, you can move these buttons in. You can take them out. 
I thought it was kind of interesting to say, well, what if I treat uh, all I care about is connecting to the internet and it will show me in this dropdown all the different methods that this device at this moment can use to get onto the internet and I can make choices based on that palette. That's lovely. I just don't think that it should be the only way to access Wi-Fi. And yeah. I, 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 my opinion might modif- be modified once I get this huge, humongous uh, <laughs> pop tart of a phone, the Pixel 6 Pro, and there's more screen real estate. But it's the only thing I don't like about it. But I'm, I might get used to it. Who knows? It, you know, it's interesting you say, speaking of screen real estate, there's actually a announcement today regarding Android 12. Uh, it's called Android 12 L, and it's basically Android for big screens. And we're talking like tablet size, laptop size screens. Google actually announced it today at its Android Developer Summit, which again, is kind of a another little quiet event happening. You wouldn't really know it was happening unless you were on Twitter and following the right networks of folks. But um, they had a whole keynote about, about it. Uh, it looks and feels like Android 12, but it's optimized for larger screens, anything over 600 DP to be exact, which Andy, correct me if I'm wrong, starts at 1920 by 1080 or 1920 by 1200. Mm, I'm not quite I sure when. This, 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 this just dropped three hours ago, roughly when my power was suddenly restored after losing it overnight because oh, of the I just nor- meant I just meant the 600 DP thing. I, I, right, I right. apologize. <laughs> I was not trying to put all that load oh, no, no, on, no, 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 on you. No. Now, when they say it's optimized for larger screens, what they mean is that the notification shade, the lock screen, and other parts of the system can utilize a two-column layout akin to Windows Snap layouts or what I thought it really looked like was Chrome OS. <laughs> and in fact, there's now a multitasking gesture that you can use where you can basically, there's a dock now where you can pin the most used apps that you would like to access, just like you would on a Windows PC or a Mac or a Chromebook. And then you can tap and drag it out and put it on the part of the screen that you'd like to work on. I just want to imagine how many people are going to really finally enjoy that little mechanism that they're adding to tablets. It's something that it was such a pain point to try and split the screen on Android before they came up with this mechanism. Uh, the Android 12 L will also work with folding displays. So if you have a Z Fold 3, you'll be able to take advantage of that layout. And my understanding is that developers will be able to set like perimeters and like this is where the hinge is and be careful for this corner. So... <laughs> All good things for user, the user experience, I should say. The Play Store is also going to become a little more obvious about which apps are actually optimized for the tablet. I was reading, we didn't link this in the show notes, but I was reading an opinion piece from About Chromebooks Today, uh, which is run by Kevin C. Toffel. And um, Kevin also does, he also writes for Stacy on IoT. And so I really respect his opinion. And he said that he doesn't believe this is going to help. I hope I'm quoting him properly, but he doesn't believe it's going to help the experience, the Android app experience on Chromebooks, even though, because the developers will have to still optimize apps to work with this, with Android 12 L. Uh, But it's not likely that that's not something that we're going to benefit from on the Chrome side of things. Yeah. Or at least... It's just what it seems like at this point. It's just a developer preview right now. Yeah. Uh, th- there is a developer preview coming to the Lenovo P12 Pro. 
They're expecting that this is going to launch in Q2 2022, so which is sometime after February of next year, according to the timeline that I looked at in the developer page. There's also a couple of features coming to, to the Galaxy Z Fold 3. So if you're on that phone, something to look forward yeah. to. It's it's about time. It's uh, we're we're starting to get hardware that might get people who are sensible, you know, se- sensible, honest, decent people uh, <laughs> thinking about spending fifteen hundred dollars on a folding a folding device. They should get an experience that seems like I it's agree, optimized yeah. for that, as opposed to well, we just stretched this. Display port so that now it goes across two halves of a, of a screen. To say nothing of the, the devices like the Microsoft Surface Duo, which still su- summarizing all the reviews of the second generation. Wow, it doesn't completely suck. You still definitely shouldn't buy it, but it still doesn't actually suck. Uh, so uh, devices like that are going to need, you're going to have to justify why am I spending an extra $500 over the cost of even a premium sp- a smartphone for this. And for, for years and years and years, that's always been the biggest pain point of, uh, of Android. It works great when you put it onto a, uh, when you put it onto a phone screen, once you try to put it on a tablet, doesn't matter if it's a $800 Google design pixel book, doesn't matter if it's a Samsung uh, galaxy tab, 13 inch that costs six seven hundred dollars with all kinds of really good exynos processors etc etc it still is just like oh wow so now instead of instead of this list of of email headers being three inches wide now it's nine inches wide that was definitely worth my having to carry a bag and spend an extra eight hundred dollars for this definitely definitely worth it yeah, I'm I'm happy for this. I'm happy that Google decided to do this. I definitely early will... days, but yeah, we'll... yeah, looks nice. The look... screenshots look nice. Of course, <laughs> screenshots <laughs> always look nice. It always looks so much nicer on the model in the catalog than it does when you go into the fitting room. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, we're gonna take a quick little break, and then when we get back, we're gonna answer some listener mail. Yay! Yay! All right, so we had some listener mail that came in, which always really excites us. This time it came through Twitter. And so, Andy, I'm going to let you, why don't you read the mailing and then we'll get into the little news bit. <laughs> yes. Um, so uh, last week, last week uh, in my solo, I, d- I decided to walk everybody through a lot of the reasons, the, the, my thinking process before mm-hmm. plunking down like a thousand bucks on a phone that I'd never actually held in my hands before. And one of the reasons why I was excited about this upgrade after having passed up so many upgrades over the past two, three, four years from iPhone, Pixel, whatever, was the camera, that it would be a serious camera upgrade. And so as it happens, Sony had one of their little events just yesterday in which they've released a phone that most people are going to think are really, really silly, and a small fraction of the people out there are going to think, finally, someone's made a phone for me and my needs. So uh, so the <laughs> new Sony Xperia Pro I, uh, I should just get out of the way. Cost I is 90- an Ion and, and not Co. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, I, I as in, no, it's not a one but it looks like a one. I, I, it's an eye. I know it looks like a one, but it's an eye. So 
but why don't you just use a serif? Because we didn't, all right? We were too focused on all the problems of putting a full one-inch pocket camera-style sensor, exactly like the same one from our $1,300 Sony RX100 Model 7 pocket camera into a phone. We had a lot to do. So, Goodness. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's really ambitious, the desire to say, let's build a camera in the shape of a phone as opposed to let's try to put, make the best camera we can within the confines of this phone we've already designed. So yeah, it is a the exact same sensor. Uh, also has a also wow. has a headphone jack, so you get a headphone jack for nineteen hundred bucks. Wow! Uh, but uh, when you look at, it obviously, it doesn't talk a lot about its five G connectivity or <laughs> it's what, what what kind of what kind of uh, what kind of GPU does it have? It's mostly talking about well, because we're using this actual camera sensor we can do like a jillion point autofocus, which means that if you're shooting video, we can do focus tracking like anybody's business. We can do exposure tricks that are, that aren't tricks. They're actually just the laws of the laws of engineering that we're using for, for imagery, uh, so on and so on and so on. And so, uh, listener Martin Veside, who I believe is, uh, uh, who I believe is Scandinavian. So if I got your name incorrect, I am sorry. I'm sorry, Martin Versailles Nielsen. Sorry, I can I pronounce I can pronounce Nielsen because I know a lot of Nielsens. Uh, but hmm. Mar- so Martin asked uh, on the next material podcast, it would be nice uh, with a quick thought on the Xperia Pro I. Is it enough to make you regret the Pixel Six, or are you also looking at that price tag and thinking, nope? Followed by <laughs> a couple of well chosen emoji, uh, <laughs> including the yes the. The bundle of money with wings on it. Uh, good question. Uh, also, because for years I've I've always thought that somewhere in some alternate universe, some company decided that we are going to take really good pocket cameras and we're just going to put like phone modems in it and have them run Android. And so when Andy's out and about. It'll be a manageable pocket camera with a real lens and a real sensor and a flash and a shutter button and everything, but he'll still be able to like post things directly to Instagram. He'll still be able to edit photos. He'll still be able to get his email and stuff like that. And it won't be absolutely silly. A lot of companies have taken a little swing at that, but they've never really gone anywhere because it was the the solution was it was never good at either issue it wasn't that good of a camera and was a terrible phone this mm-hmm. from the uh, people who have had it for the past week have said that yes it is a really excellent camera but for me yeah i, ca- I can't get over the 1900 price for one that is I-, I would be whenever i go through a lot of these buying decisions i really do go to even if i'm all set to buy this 1900 uh, sony phone camera i think okay before we actually buy it, though, let's break this down. Let's say we have a $1,900 budget for a new phone and mobile photography. Would you rather have this really cool $599 Pixel 6 Pro plus a RX100 Mark 7 pocket camera? Or why do you want to have this one phone instead? And I would probably wind up buying the two different things for that amount of money. Uh, but also because I find as though my mindset is different when I'm taking pictures with my phone. I really do want that. Here is a button. You push this button, you will get a picture. And then even though I do have like a couple of high-end uh, camera capture apps that let you do things like uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the – 
the uh, Lightroom Mobile's built-in camera capture app mm-hmm. will let you set exposure, will let you make all kinds of decisions. I don't it's such a fumbly little process on a phone. I'd much rather take the picture and then edit it to make it look like whatever I want. Plus, I have to admit I really love all the computational photography that happens inside this device. I I would much rather switch over to night sight mode or switch over to astrophotography mode uh, and then follow these simple like two-step instructions rather than wow, thank goodness I spent I bought this $1900 phone camera because now I can take this tripod out and this phone mount out and <laughs> make sure that I've got all the right settings to maybe take a picture of the Milky Way and then take 40 of these pictures in sequence and then stack them in Photoshop. No, I think it's when I'm just going out running errands, I want to hold up my camera, maybe lean it on a pole and then take a picture of the stars and say, Hey, cool stars or see stars above the, 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 the boats in the harbor. So yeah, I, I have a nice camera that a really good, like professional level camera that cost me $900 less than this phone, by the way. Wow. And so what, when I really am in that, no, I want every dial. I want every setting. I want every choice available. That's when I will say I will, I will probably throw this camera in my bag as well. I, there, I'm like I said, at the very start, it sounds like the sort of thing where, wow, I'm a vlogger who is doesn't have time to stop and do all kinds of setups or I am a professional like uh, I am a professional journalist who has to capture really great footage that then gets he- that then gets sent out to us to uh, uh, like a central studio at the network or the central studio at the distributor that then gets cut into a story that then gets put up all this sort of stuff you would say wow thank goodness I don't have to carry two or three things with me it's all it's all good enough with this one $1,900 device for me. I'm like, it's not even, I would much rather have the 800, the $1,300 pocket camera and the $600 phone. It's like, I'd much rather have the $600 phone and $1,300 in cash, like still there to spend on like burritos and interesting novelty socks and food. I, I want this high end point and shoot. (laughs) It's, it's just been looking cool. I just been looking at the camera samples from it and I'm like, oh, that's that's really nice. But anyway, I already have a Sony. It's like I don't need f- another one. But it, uh, putting it in a phone, Sony's trying something here. I don't think this phone is meant for mass consumption. I think this is a yeah. one oh, no, absolutely. big experiment. They, they 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 know that Sony is a camera brand now. They're not a, they're not as much a consumer electronics brand and they camera games and movies. Yeah. Like high end movies, and and to and to bring this this episode full circle because it's going to be raining like crap the entire time I'm going to be in New York. Like I I was looking forward to this as wow, and I haven't taken my new camera out like on a, on a mm. trip yet. I haven't been on any sort of a trip yet. I'm going to take such long walks through New York City. Now I'm like I. I am not going to spend any time outside unless I'm running to get back inside because the weather's going to be so terrible. This is why five years ago I did buy a little pocket camera, not unlike the Sony RX100, like the, a cheaper version of it made by Panasonic. So I'm throwing that in my pocket hmm. <laughs> and that's that's going to do the job for me. That That's that's actually this exact solution that we were talking about that I couldn't, I still couldn't find a phone, like a, a, a high-end phone that I really, really liked enough to switch. And I thought, well... Instead of spending $1,000 on a new iPhone or a new Android phone that you don't really feel all that strong about, how about we spend like less than $500 for a really good little deck of cards size pocket camera that will right. have a real sensor and real have a real lens and a flash and dials and knobs on it. 
And so it, it, it has done its job. It's not as easy to take along with me as the phone, which is always in my pocket. But in situations like this where a real camera would just bog me down, at least I'm still leaving the house with something better than uh, a Pixel 4a. Hopefully it'll also be better than the Pixel 6 Pro, but I have, I have a, few, a few more days to wonder about that. Uh, what a journey. Um, thank you so much for reaching out to us on Twitter, by the yes. way. Like it really means a lot when y'all are just tweeting at us to ask our opinions. And um, this was a really, really great week for that too. Just with all these Android announcements that have been happening. It's, uh, it's been a really busy time. It's been a really busy time in our little Android corner. Yeah. <laughs> just stop this so. industry. Just stop announcing things just for a little while. CES is coming up. You can announce all you want at CES. Just uh, you, know, you don't have to announce things now. Yeah. Take the rest of the year off. Get your booster shot. Get your flu shot. Go be with family. Have the a hamster wheel of life. Go enjoy the hamster wheel of life. Um, I do want to rem- I do want to remind folks that if they are interested in contacting us directly, we do have an email address. It's materialpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us your comments, questions, concerns, um, or you can send us audio and photos if you want. Just, you know, be respectful. Um, <laughs> you can also check us out at relight.fm slash material where you'll find past episodes, you'll find show notes, and you'll also find links to uh, my socials and Andy's socials. So if you'd like to get in contact with us on Twitter, and we do have a t- Twitter handle, it's at Material Podcast, which I read. So don't worry. <laughs> I maybe don't update as much as I should, but I read it. So don't worry. You can add us and we will see it. And if you're interested, by the way, in becoming a member of the show, we would super appreciate your support. And so with the rest of the Relay FM network, you can find out about that at relay.fm slash membership. I think that just leaves... For you to shill, Andy. What have you got to shill this week, my friend? Uh, as usual, uh, stay do stay tuned to my Instagram. I will hopefully have pictures next week. Because uh, you can spell my last name, you can get my Instagram. I H N is Nancy A T is and Tom K O. I am the great. The great thing about being raining is that I will have an umbrella with me. So if I take my little like clamp device, I might be able to take a selfie at the end of my umbrella because I I need a selfie like at the Met to prove that I actually went through with this. It's, it's one thing like me, like in my house. You need to go lighting. into the bathroom and set up the phone, walk backward. I want a full body experience. <laughs> no, no, no. It's there's, it's, if you've never been to the, to the Met, like the lobby is like, the, the house is like yes. all like red, I've seen crushed the photos. velvet and mm-hmm. swooshing plaster. And I, again, I need to, there, there's actually an Instagram account called last night at the Met of like people who are especially styling or let's mm-hmm. be frank, just celebrities. So I don't think I will be in it uh, on Friday because, again, it's raining. That's too and bad. Probably they don't know who you are. I know. I know. Well, it's their loss. It's their loss. It, that, well, that's how legends grow. When people say, did you hear someone with, someone dressed in costume last week? No. No, I was really. Do you have a picture? No one got a picture. He was like the wind. And that's how, that's why 50 years from now it became a tradition that to the day before, the day of, and the day after Halloween at the Met, people come into the audience dressed in costume. 
I'm also doing, uh, of course, uh, my my weekly high tech Heidi Ho W on WGBH Boston's NPR station. Just go to wgbhnews.org uh, live to third. You're not going to get be able to tune in tomorrow because it's at twelve thirty. But tune in later, and they will have it up on the website for streaming at your convenience. Thank you, Andy. Thank you for putting the show doc together every week, and also. I just want everybody to know that to shill means to be a swindler and Andy is not <laughs> swindling you when he's telling you to come listen to him on the radio. So please go listen to him on the radio. <laughs> I felt kind of bad radio. those two. It's coming yeah, back, I, I tell back. you. I felt kind of bad. Um, as for me, you know where you can find me, gizmodo.com, flowright.tech, my website, florenceion.com. And um, I think that's it from, from us. We also run a Thank Jim, our editor, for editing us every week and making us sound good. Yay. And uh, we want to thank you all for listening each and every week. We really appreciate you. And we're really excited to be back here again next week with more Google and Android news. So until then. Bye-bye.